Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're happy that all of you could join us. Amen. We are a Christian, international, non-denominational, Protestant church founded on the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. We want to thank the Lord for all that he has done and all that he's doing. And that he fixed our sound. Right, Brother Bill? So we want to thank the Lord for everything he has done and um, for all that that required, whatever that was, because I'm not a sound tech. But the people that I wrote the email to, uh, that's their job. And so what they wrote to me, I posted in the chat room for you all to read. So you would know what I knew. Amen? Amen. Thank you. And we want to thank the Lord for uh, some of the miracles that are working in the background. That You all need to keep praying for Brother Sam. I have not heard from him yet. Uh, I've tried to contact him to see how he's doing. So I'm asking the Lord to have him to contact us so we can know how he's doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So keep Brother Sam in your prayers every day. Amen. Amen. And God bless you to all of you who are just getting your children off to school this week and last week. I know that it um, it took a little more energy than you than you wanted to donate. <laughs> and life is like that. Sometimes it requires more than we want to donate. But that's when it's a sacrifice. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for helping us. All of us have different circumstances that we're dealing with. Uh, Some of us need new housing. Uh, Some of us need other things. But God is working on our behalf. Sometimes we have to be patient as God works situations through. Some situations require us to sit back and just take a deep breath and exhale. Amen? Some situations trying sometimes, and we've been working at them, and we're a little tired because we have, you know, we're out of our normal routine, and we haven't really had the rest that we needed. Amen. Praise God. And so sometimes we have to step back and just take a deep breath and let the Lord take over. Just pass the baton to the Holy Spirit. He knows exactly what to do, and he knows what to do about us. Amen? Amen. So I know um, that everybody's had a lot to do, but thank the Lord that he brought us through. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thanking the Lord for bringing us through. Amen? Amen. We have other challenging times ahead of us, saints. And God's going to bring us through every single one of them. You know, uh, in the natural, things um, were a little interesting uh, last Sunday. And 
I didn't tell you last Sunday because I didn't want you to be upset. So there was a little activity in my neighborhood, not by the usual neighbors, uh, but by um, one of the new neighbors that we don't know how long the Lord is actually going to let them remain a neighbor. And for some reason, they decided to use up the ammunition that they had for their multiple firearms in the middle of the night. Well, we're a very peaceful neighborhood around here. Most of the people are matured. Their children are grown. Not all of them. We do have some young children around here. But we're a mellowed neighborhood. We're tolerant of some things. But when it comes to um, firearms and um, the inordinate use of such, we don't take that too well, you know? So the Lord had to step in and, 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 and do some things. And I, I turned it over to him as it began. I rolled over on my side and I, I talked with the Lord. And he talked to me, and we're okay. I know that my neighbors were quite upset about it. And uh, one of them, when I stepped, went outside, I guess, you know, because they hadn't seen me, they didn't know if I was okay or not. They were kind of happy to see my face. So I know that uh, what uh, that one person did created some tension. So you all just keep lifting that situation in prayer I believe the Lord is going to eventually move that person from in our midst, and I think that would be best for us and for that person. Amen? Amen. So we're going to be all right. Things may get a little hairy, but we'll be just fine. We make it through. You know, if you're in the archives sometimes and you're listening You'll realize that a broadcast that Pastor Pat and I did years ago, we had to do warfare just to get the broadcast up and running. And then sometimes we'd have to go right back into warfare. Sometimes you couldn't hear me because I would would go go into the other room and pray and bind the devil while she was busy fighting with the computer and all kinds of things just to get the broadcast up and running. You know, the devil doesn't like what we do here. He has never liked it. And he has always opposed it, and he always will. And he really didn't like what I said about the CCP on Friday. He didn't. And so I was not completely surprised that we had a problem, but I am uh, resting assured that what the mess that the message the Lord gave us about uh, casting our care upon Him, that um, He took care of that. And um, as we were tearing down strongholds, the devil didn't like what we had to say, or what God had to say, or what God was doing. That's just His problem. It's not going to be our problem. Amen. We're going to continue to do what God has given us to do. You realize there are very, 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 very few ministries even remotely like this one on the planet now. 
Most of those persons have gone on, ministers have gone on to be with the Lord. I was uh, looking around at uh, a book or two I have, and I turned over on the back cover, and all of the persons that uh, did an endorsement for that particular book, they're all gone on. They've all gone to heaven, every single one of them. So there are very few ministries of this caliber and this nature left on the planet. So, as you fi- you'll find out, the devil really doesn't like it. So, I've said all of that. I've said all of that to say this. I would like for each of us to spend 30 minutes before every broadcast praying for the broadcast. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking every member of Miracle Internet Church for every broadcast to spend 30 minutes before the broadcast praying for the broadcast. And you say, well, Pastor, I'm still driving home as that's happening. Well, dear, you have a prayer link, and that's a good time to use it. Amen? You have a prayer link, and that's an excellent time to use it. So that's what I'm asking. I'm asking everyone, every member, pray for each service 30 minutes before the service. I believe we'll will overcome faster, and things will go smoother. Amen? And I thank you very much for your cooperation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Heavenly Father, you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Strengthen us according to your word. Lord, you are our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? You are the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? We thank you, Father, that nothing is too hard for you. Thank you for the multitude of promises in your word, which assure us that you will always strengthen us. Thank you for the truth that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You always give power to the faint, and to them that seemingly have no might, you always increase their strength. We will wait upon you, Lord. And as we do so, you will renew our strength, being strengthened with all might by your glorious power. We enter into the realm of patience, endurance, and joy. We pray, Father, that you would strengthen us with might by your spirit in our innermost being so that we will always be strong in you and in the power of your might. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that prayer and thank you for those words. 
We want to welcome all of our first-time listeners, and we encourage you to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage, and our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, type in your name, one of the names that appear on your birth certificate, and your greeting to the saints, and enter. And the saints will respond to you in kind. If you're on a cell phone, we ask that you use your browser to locate MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. That's your link. And it opens up all the other links. You may scroll down to find MIC Radio Chat and proceed with the instructions from there. God bless you and welcome. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable in your sight. We thank you for the honor of God for each piece. We thank you in particular tonight for the helmet of salvation. It is the helmet that guards our thought life. So, Father, when anxious thoughts arise, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for that, Lord. It works every time. Your word works. It's powerful, powerful when we speak it forth in our lives. We thank you for teaching us that. We thank you for reminding us to use it because it only works when we use it. As you have told us, faith without works is dead, but faith with works is alive and powerful. We thank you, Father, and we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. So, Father, we trust in you with all of our heart, and we lean not into our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge you, and you will direct our path. We are not wise in our own eyes. Instead, we reverence you, and we depart from evil. So we thank you, Lord for this promise. It shall be health to our navel and marrow to our bones. Honor you, Lord, with our substance and with the first fruits of all our increase. So shall our barns be filled with plenty and our presses shall burst out with new wine. Thank you, Lord, for the new wine. Thank you for the new wine, Lord. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. 
And you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. Yes, we do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, a strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. Thank you, Lord. We bind the demons and the workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic digital technology demons and their attacks, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons, binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits, and the psychic ability of kundalini spirits and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust. Sorcery devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits. Sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, seducing seducing and womanizing spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer in their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming from outer space, off the satellites, through the cell towers, and through our devices in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the interference of the enemy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
<clears throat> and their attacks on mystic rituals and their intent, and we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, indigenous groups, tribal groups. We bind every coven of shamans, witches, warlocks, wizards, necromancers, sorcerers, and such in Jesus' name. We bind their wicked works in the name of Jesus. We bind all global cabals in the name of Jesus. We bind the Illuminati and every global group that is set against Jesus Christ in his kingdom. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the witchcraft that backs you in the name of Jesus. We bind your witchcraft, and we pull those witches down to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the wickedness that has been released over the globe in Jesus' name. We return it to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it to the sender according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over financial difficulties in the membership of the ministry. We break poverty and limitations in the name of Jesus. We bind poverty and limitations in the name of Jesus. We bind restrictions. We bind hindrances. Pull down walls. We bind blockades. And we move them out of the way in the name of Jesus. We push back against the oppression of the enemy with the word of God. We push back against the oppression of the enemy with the word of God. We push back against the oppression of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, with your glittering sword, we cut our finances free from all satanic and demonic influences in the name of Jesus Christ. We disconnect our finances from every wicked, evil agent in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank 
were avenues of affluence. Oh, hey, hey. Thank you, Lord, for avenues of affluence coming to your children in the name of Jesus Christ. Avenues of affluence coming to your children in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the anger of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the, and the satellites against the website. Every attack against the website and against the broadcast, we return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all and return all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, hexes, jujus, and such. Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft, all Bruhari witchcraft, Spanish witchcraft. We are breaking and destroying 
our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts. We're binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root works, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them. Binding all magical language, magic signs, magic patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchrony in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings and all of his maneuvers in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain all these demons with eternal chains under darkness, and send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. Amen. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities in the name of Jesus Christ, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet in his 72, and we chain them all with eternal chains into darkness and send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' holy name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledges, uh, we bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, and we bind the work of all the associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals of every secret society in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bind psychic weapons. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions, binding being misled, and we return and lose 
all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. Father, should any of them ever attack us using a motor vehicle again, we ask for your angels to immediately intervene and remove that that uh, agent from the road, even using law enforcement in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bind our traditions and customs rooted in sin. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, Undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Thank you, Lord. And to break every yoke. And chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, or that we picked up at the grave site in the name of Jesus Christ, to leave us now. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially, Father, those Christians that are being persecuted and persecuted because they're doing what you've assigned them to do. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. We also lift up to you, Father, since who've been left behind someplace, whether it's Afghanistan, Vietnam, or some other place, Father, or Cambodia even. We lift them up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Even in Argentina. Thank you, Lord. 
and other places that we don't know of yet. Thank you, Father, for protecting them and providing for them and helping them to stay alive in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and all of our forms of transportation, including walking down the steps at our homes. All of our forms of transportation, Father, we cover with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all objects, all demons or animals or whatever they may be that get into our path in the name of Jesus, including Jack Stone in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for removing these items. Go freely where we need to go and return in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, there's transportation in the home and outside of the home, and we plead the blood of Jesus over all of it. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, any attack at all when we're trying to get rest, Father, you command us to get rest. And every entity that interferes with us receiving rest, we put them in the hands of Almighty God. We ask that they be placed at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask for the judgment for those that ought to be judged. They're interfering with our obedience to your commands, Father. So we thank you for their immediate judgment and removal in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We pull out. All fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, voodoo pins, witchcraft, curses, and anything sent to us by the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We cut, burn, and destroy all silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, undam, blow down all walls of protection, any kind of protection at all. We melt shields of protection around the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We break the powers of all the witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. We break the powers of all the charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, spells, fetishes, Psychic thoughts and prayers, witchcraft, the witchman's potions, jinxes, all mind control, voodoo, sorcery and magic, and death spirits, destruction, sickness, torment, pain, psychic warfare, psychic powers, prayer chains, incense and candle burnings, incantations, ungodly blessings, hoodoo, crystal, root work, and tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind spirits of hate, and we return them to the sender. Spirits of bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery. Heaviness, you, Father for breaking yokes of oppression off your people. Every yoke that's been applied to your people, Lord, that is not of you, 
We ask you to break it and destroy it and grind it to powder in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise that you not only hear our prayers, but you answer them. We thank you, Father, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us, Father. We repent of all of our sins and we forgive everyone who has sinned against us in any way. We thank you, Lord, for helping us giving us grace, and teaching us how to forgive more perfectly in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. All hidden sin will be brought to the surface, Father, that we might repent in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father, and we thank you for it. We ask you, Father, to release the goodness of God, your very goodness, upon the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So tonight, saints, our featured psalm is Psalm 33. Our featured psalm is Psalm 33. I want to encourage you to read our featured psalms. You get two of them every every week, once on Wednesday and once on Friday. You see, the Lord chooses these psalms. I do not. I just let you know what the choice is. And he's trying to strengthen you within. But in order to do that, you've got to eat the food he's giving you. Amen? You have to eat the food that he's giving you. Your choice. Amen? Praise the Lord. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 16, verse 11. And I do believe the Lord is encouraging us to read a little more than just this particular verse. Amen? Praise the Lord. Our featured ebook is Christians and Halloween Bible Study, Familiar Spirits. Christians and Halloween Bible Study, Familiar Spirits. You said, well, Pastor, um, it's not Halloween yet. I know. We don't want to wait that long. We want to be prepared when it shows up. Because the intro in the stores comes long before the event. And if you have nieces, nephews, children, godchildren, whatever you may have, before you go in those stores, you need to do some binding and loosening in the name of Jesus Christ And they need to hear you doing it. They need to participate with you. They need to learn that when these things are in the store, they need to open their mouths and say, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. They need to learn about that. And that's how you teach it, by doing it, by them participating with you. Not you doing all the praying and they go, "Uh uh-huh. No, that's not it. They have to open their mouths and say, I bind the devil in the store in the name of Jesus. Everything scary in the store, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Everything that's from Halloween, I bind it in the name of Jesus. This is how you teach them. You don't wait till they're 25 and try to explain it to them. You teach them as they're growing up, and it will become part of their lives. 
And one day the Lord will touch that place in their heart. They'll remember it, and their mouths will open up and speak what ought to come out. Amen? Amen. So you got grandchildren? They ought to hear you bind the devil sometimes. You got grandkids, and they're uh, running around with Superman, Spider-Man, any man but Jesus Christ, the man of God. They need to hear, I bind that in the name of Jesus. It's no way for that to enter in until it passes the eardrum. So grandparents, godparents, aunties, uncles, aunts, parents, whomever you may be, open your mouth, speak forth the word, and do your part in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, their mommy might not like it. Father, in the name of Jesus, from my position seated in heavenly places, I request adjudications from the righteous judge on mommy might not like it. There it is, saints. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get uh, freshened up on what we're supposed to know about Halloween before it shows up. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's the way we do it in the kingdom. So tonight, we're going to talk about that's what God does. That's what God does. I'm going to give share this scripture with you. It's so familiar that I know that you know where it is. For God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. I know that you know where that scripture is, so I'm not going to belabor that point with you. Saints, we give because that's what God does. We give because that's what God does. So join me. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Ephesians 5, verse 1, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, praise the Lord for his goodness. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, be ye therefore Followers of God as dear children. So, saints, I've just read you the scripture that said God so loved the world that he gave. His love motivated him to give. And Ephesians is reminding us that we're supposed to be followers of God. We're supposed to do what God does. God loves. And God gives. And God gives out of love. Not out of duty, necessarily, but out of love. Amen. So now that we've been reminded of these scriptures that we know so well, amen, we know that we're supposed to be followers of God. We're supposed to be doing what he does. 
Join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Amen. And some of you, you know your little nieces and nephews and godchildren have been going to these uh, Disney movies that are being put out and the Barbie movie and all of this. You know to do warfare over their minds. All right, let's get to work. You know there's nothing in those movies that God wants them to partake of. So you know to bind that up. Amen? Yes, they're still putting out those movies, and they're still losing money. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And that Barbie movie releases bewitching spirits over those children. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, Where? In his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. God loveth a cheerful giver. God wants somebody like him. God is cheerful in his giving, and we should be cheerful in ours. That's right. We just read it. For God so loved the world that he gave. So he purposed it in his heart. He didn't give grudgingly nor of necessity, even though there was an urgent need. God was cheerful in his giving and generous in his giving. And so should we be. Amen. We are generous. Because he has given us everything we are and everything we have. Human giving, even at its very best, can only be a reflection of God's giving. Saints, we ought to remember that if God's loving actions are not the basis, are not the foundation for our behavior, we might well end up in just following a list of do's and don'ts, and that's called legalism. Let me give that to you again. Saints, we ought to remember that if God's loving actions are not the basis for our behavior, They're not the bedrock. They're not the foundation off of which we move. We might as well end up in just following a list of do's and don'ts. That's legalism. That's religion. We don't do religion here. We do relationships. Legalism brings no life at all unless we are gripped in our inner man, by God's amazing giving, unless we become dazzled by his grace and his abundant mercy. 
We will never begin to understand why loving, grateful generosity should be the dominance of our lives. If we never come to understand the love that caused God to give, we won't understand why it ought to be a major place in our hearts and lives. We won't understand that. You see, it starts with understanding about God, understanding how his love for the world was so great that he gave. It motivated him to give. It was not an emotion. It was a decision based on compassion. It was not an emotion. It was a decision based in compassion. So again, I say unto you, unless you become gripped with God's amazing giving, You know, there was a song in the church about you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. Unless you become motivated by God's giving, you're not going to do very well. You'll give out of some motive or some emotion or some thought or some urging. But that's not what God's really looking for. It's okay if you start there, but at some point you've got to grow and mature. Amen? You've got to come to the place where your giving is motivated by God, by being like him and doing what he does and seeing it his way and thinking his way. You've got to make the journey from where you started to where God is calling you to. That's what we're talking about. Amen? It can't stay in do's and don'ts. It's got to grow. Amen? Amen. A loving, grateful has to do with gratitude for what God has already done for us. Generosity should be the dominant feature of our lives. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians, I'm going there, chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Now I got to go backwards. I went too far. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter two verse. Uh, da, 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 da. Ephesians chapter two verse four. Amen. But God. 
who is rich in mercy. God, who is rich in mercy. Yes, Lord. For his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So God's been giving to us the whole time. He's been giving and he keeps giving out of his kindness, out of his mercy, out of his compassion, and out of his love for us. As we read the scriptures in the New Testament, we read of the believer's hardship and suffering, as well as many examples of their unselfish giving. The early church's extraordinary giving may have contributed to their fantastic growth. Their generosity may have been blessed by God with mighty miracles, but they didn't have an easy life. Amen. They didn't have an easy life. So much for Better Homes and Gardens Christianity. Out the window. They didn't have an easy life. You know, we talked about that before. Amen. That's the truth. The early church had deep poverty. All right, let me help you remember, because we talked about that before. We talked about that and see if I can spell the word right. That would help. Move yourself. Oh, oh boy. Okay, let me go here. Because it's been a little while since we talked about the early saints and some of what they went through. Amen. Let's see. I think this is, yeah, here it is. We're in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. All right. Hebrews. Amen. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, 
were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verses 37 through 39. These are the people we're talking about, the people that became Christians soon after Jesus left and into the centuries that came afterwards. The Romans tormented them. The Jewish people, well, they weren't so nice either. Let's just leave it at that. Amen? These people did not have the world's goods at all. Amen? They went through a lot of anguish and suffering that we cannot hardly imagine because of the kind of society that we live in now. But we've just read, we've just read, from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 37 through 39, a scripture we have studied before, what their lives were like. What their lives were like. They didn't have an easy life. If you lived in a cave in animal skins, you wouldn't have an easy life either. Some of these people were thrown to the lions for the entertainment of the heathen. And there they met their death. Because they decided that they wanted Jesus more than anything else. The early church had deep poverty, opposition, imprisonment, exile, and martyrdom. They were killed. We just read it. They were killed. However, they also had deep, deep, deep God joy from within was their strength. God's joy from within them was their strength. They had joy unspeakable, full of God's glory. You say, well, how can that be? Because God knows how to make all things work together for our good, if we will allow him to. The giving of the first Christians may have brought them unlimited heavenly treasure, and wonderful spiritual blessings on earth. But it didn't bring them material riches. No, they did not win the lotto. No, they lived in deep poverty. Christians from other churches and other places where the persecution was not as great had to help them out. 
Amen. When they heard of the situation, they had to try to help them out if they could. However, in the midst of their persecution and trials and suffering and facing certain death, it did make them cheerful, contented, and incredibly fulfilled. Quite unlike modern-day Christians. Quite unlike modern-day Christians. Second Corinthians chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. You see, when we read about Ananias and Sapphira, we were reading about a situation where the church needed to bring uh, material wealth, finances together to help other new Christians. They were under persecution. They They were run out of their homes. They needed the basic necessities of life. Amen. They needed the basic necessities of life. Second Corinthians chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. To their power I bear record, yes, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministering to the saints. See, these people were impoverished too. They gave out of their poverty. Yes, they did. Though the churches in Macedonia had been giving through much trouble and hard times, they had mixed their wonderful joy with their deep poverty, and it resulted in an overflow of giving to others. They got their eyes off of themselves. They got their eyes off of themselves, their own needs, their own lives, how poor they were, how poor they were going to be the next day and the day after that. They got their eyes off of themselves and got their eyes on God's kingdom and his people, and they gave beyond what was reasonable for them to give because they themselves were in deep poverty too. But you see, when the love of God is what's deep in you and it motivates everything you say, think, and do, you can do the impossible in God. 
They didn't wait till they became more affluent in order to give. They gave out of their poverty. That's what the scriptures say. How that in a great trial of affliction, the Holy Spirit doesn't say it was just some trial. No, he clearly says it's a great trial of affliction. The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. The two at the same time. Abundance of joy and deep poverty. Abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They didn't get um, cheap on God. They didn't hold back. They didn't get stingy on God. They didn't say, well, my little bit isn't going to matter. No, they couldn't wait to give it. They had a different heart and a different mind. Others needed, they gave. Well, granted, this isn't on TV, but it is in the Bible. Amen? Amen. That's what God's talking about. It didn't matter what their condition was. It didn't matter how poor and how uh, um, afflicted their situation was. They still gave. In other words, if they had two dimes, they at least gave away one. Amen. Send God to take care of it. So. They had mixed their wonderful joy with their deep poverty, and it resulted in an overflow of giving to others. They gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it because they wanted to, not because they were nagged or anyone made an issue of it. They gave because they wanted to. They gave because they wanted to. They gave because they wanted to. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Now, I'm going to say something. If this topic doesn't grab your heart, give your heart back to Jesus. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. As we have, therefore, opportunity, when the opportunity arises, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Well, who's the household of faith? Those that have like precious faith. That's who. Those who have like precious faith those who allow the love of God 
to take the preeminence in their lives. The voice of mammon insists that giving will make us poorer and miserable. Saints never believe that lie. Acting like a miser makes us miserable, better known as miserable. Authority, dominion, and power over the spirit of tightness in Jesus' name. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Loose God's people. Loose God's people in the name of Jesus. That oppressive spirit of tightness. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I chain you with eternal chains under darkness. I root up you and stinginess out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority, dominion, and power over materialism. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people. Come on up and out. Come out of God's people in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. Materialism, you are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Shop till I drop, I bind you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Spending excessively. Beyond the limit that the Holy Spirit gives you. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. You see, in the world we live, Materialism is a god. Debt has become a god too. Amen. And we're not supposed to allow debt to overtake us and engulf us and tell us how to how to turn, what to say yes and no to. God's supposed to be the one that does that. Debt is not supposed to sit in your face and tell you if you can obey God or not. You're not supposed to allow it to do that. You're not supposed to be afraid of your bills either because they're mounting and mounting and mounting. You're supposed to take authority, dominion, and power over them in the name of Jesus. And plant Philippians 4.19 right in the midst of them. 3 verse 1, right in the midst. Amen? You're not supposed to let your your debt and your bills talk to you more than the scriptures do. They're not supposed to have more influence in your life than the word of God. Amen. And that's the truth. No matter what you don't have, your lack cannot speak to you and tell you 
whether or not you can obey God or not. If that were the case, I never would have made it to Ghana. I went to Ghana four times with Pastor Pat. If that were the case, I never would have made it to Israel or Jordan. I went four times in Jesus' name. The first time, I didn't even have a job. You've got to develop faith somewhere. Now and where you are is an excellent place to begin. Amen. It's a real world. And, yes, I do know how to drive my car on fumes if I have to. I've developed faith in that area. You can develop faith anywhere you need it. It's up to you to choose to do it. Amen, the Lord. So, the voice of mammon insists that giving will make us poorer and miserable, but you can't listen to all those voices. You can't let the bills out-talk the word. And that's what's wrong with some of us. We sit up there and let the bills tell us how we're going to do things. If you would listen to the Holy Spirit, he will walk you step by step through every situation, one step at a time. You're not supposed to look to the bigness of your needs. You're supposed to look to the bigness of your God. Your circumstances are the hindrances to seeing God's ability. So it's time for you to decide to move your hindrances out of the way so you can see your God and give him faith. It's time for you to move your hindrances out of the way so you can see the power of God move in your life. Amen. It's just the truth. So never believe that lie that the enemy comes with. There is a biblical principle, and it is this. God's glory arises at the place of sacrifice. I can remember one time in particular, I was living in an apartment on the south side of town at this time. And I went to church and I wrote out my tithe check. And I also knew before I wrote it out that that was the last penny that I had complain. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say anything. I just did what I knew was right. And I went home, and as I was putting the key in the door, the Lord spoke to me. And he let me know that he saw what I did. I'll let you think about that. Amen? I'll let you think about that. If we desire, remember the widow's might, she sacrificed all that she had. She was willing to do it with no murmuring, no grumbling, 
no fault finding, no complaining, and no whining at all. Amen? You know, it's easy to give when you know there's some coming in. When you don't know that, you need your faith. Amen. If we desire to taste his glory, we must choose to live sacrificially. Well, what do you mean sacrificially? Well, life has, as you would call it, ebb and flow. Sometimes there's plenty. Sometimes they're sufficient, and sometimes you need a little more. We ought to know how to serve God consistently in faith in all of the different seasons that come. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 4, beginning with verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 11. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place, and labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are as the offscouring of all things unto this day. This is the way the apostles and the early Christians were treated. They were in all kinds of precarious situations all the time, pressing to get the gospel forth to those who had not heard. Amen. That's right. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 4. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in strife, in imprisonment, in torments, in labors, in watching, in fastings, plural, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. That means nobody was doing the put on. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, yet always rejoicing, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Saints, we've got growing to do. We've got growing to do. 
to where we are in our growth, yet there's more, there's more, and there's more. James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. The enemy always comes to tempt us where our finances and providing for our needs are concerned. He does it all the time to all people in all social strata, all educational strata, all financial status. It doesn't matter where you fall in there. He's going to come at some point and tempt you where your finances are concerned. Whether you have a lot, you have some, or you have very little, or you have none. It doesn't matter where you fall in the lineup, he's coming to tempt you at some point. And you have to be ready with the word. Because this is an area where most people cave in to the devil. This is an area where most people cave in to the devil. You see, God has a system of giving. Tithes, you know what that is, 10% of your income off the top. No, not after Uncle Sam, before anybody. 10% off the growth. Then there's offerings. Offerings, yes. Sometimes the church calls for them for a specific need. Sometimes God tells you to give them for a specific reason. Offering, free will offering. God prompts, you obey. And then there's alms, A-L-M-S, alms. What's alms? It's what you give to the poor. That's basically God's financial system laid out. Amen? Amen. We don't and we won't grasp the significance of the New Testament teaching about generosity until we appreciate this background of hardships and difficulties. Now, I'm going to say something, and it might offend you, but if if it offends you, you're on the wrong side of the word. Some of us are too worldly. What do you mean? Just what I said. We, our value system is still in line with the world's value system, more than it is with Jesus' value system. We're too worldly. That's right. We think name brand is it. We think designer is it. We think if it costs a certain amount of money, it must be the best. That's worldly thinking. That's not in Christ. And if your heart is still there, And if that's still the way you think and believe, uh, repentance is available. Amen. 
if you don't have a certain symbol on the front or the back of your vehicle, uh, well, why would anybody drive that? You know, there are people who think that become, because I'm a pastor, I'm supposed to drive a certain kind of car. Well, I think I'm supposed to drive a certain kind of car, too, the kind of car God has provided for me, period, whatever that happens to be. So you know exactly what I'm saying. If your value system is still along the lines of I need a credit card for this store and this store and this store and this store, you're still in the world. I encourage you to come out of the world. Join Jesus. Amen. Come on. If your mind runs on which sale is on and this sale and that sale and the other sale and this sale and that sale and shop till I drop, come out of the world, please. I invite you in the name of Jesus. Come out of the world. Stop giving God's money to places God's not giving. Amen. You know, if you're the auntie, that has to outdo the other auntie by all the gifts you give to your nieces and nephews, I encourage you to repent. That's the kind of competition God can't honor. Amen, it's real. So I want to encourage you to ask the Father to judge your financial life. I want to encourage you tonight to ask your Heavenly Father to judge your financial life. Ask the Lord Jesus, Lord, you know me. You know the secrets about me and the lies I tell myself. Judge my financial life, please. I need to know the truth. Amen? Judge my value system because it does not line up with you. Amen. Amen, church. Biblical giving principles are not a recipe for instant earthly prosperity, but they are God's way to blessing and joy. When we give in his way, we are on a certain path to peace and maturity. You know, sometimes some of us think, you know, we have to get this expensive thing for someone. But, you know, everybody's value systems are not the same. There are some people that don't think anything of designer items. They don't really want somebody else's name on their clothes and across their rear end. They would prefer their own name or no name at all. Amen? They would prefer no name or their own. Why do you want, you have to ask yourself that, why do you want 
somebody else's name on your clothes that you have either borrowed or are paying for. They don't belong to those people anymore. And if you're black, why would you want Hillfigure on anything you own? He hates black people. Even Oprah kicked him off her show. Explain that, would you? Why do you have to have a certain emblem on your shirt or on your cuff if you've got cuffs? Why does your handbag have to be purchased at a certain store with a certain name? Why is that? Amen. Come out of the world, church. Join Jesus. Amen. (laughs) When we give in his way, we are on a certain path to peace and maturity. We're following his route to righteousness. Always remember that giving is the highway to heavenly treasure. Saints. We have been saved so that we will do good works just as Jesus did. Really? That's right. So that we will do good works just as Jesus did. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts. Chapter 10, 10, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Well, good. I'm glad you got that. Jesus went about doing good. Well, we're supposed to do that too. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians. Chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing. So Jesus went about doing good, and we're supposed to do it too, and we're not supposed to get weary in doing it. For in due season we shall reap, If we faint not, if we don't give up and quit. You know, every so many months you go out and you do this certain project to help the poor and the needy. Don't quit. God's depending on you. Yes, you got issues, but God will help you work through them. Just keep on plugging in there with Jesus. All of the Christians are not dependable. I guarantee you they are not. 
Trust me, I know about that. In every club or organization that I've been in, there's been a nucleus of people that did the work and masses of people that showed up for the photo op. Okay? That's just the way people are. There are people that are there to work because that's what they came to do. And there's people that want to show up for the show. They want to be noticed. Don't get upset. That's just the way it is. Amen. First John, chapter 3. First John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. First John chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up, his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Indeed, that's an action. And truth, no hypocrisy, no boasting, no flesh. Amen. Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, verse 6. Romans chapter 2, verse 6. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? Let me back up a little bit. Because some of you still turning pages. I'll start with verse 3. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? thy hardness and impenitent heart treasureth up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. Really? Yes. According to his deeds. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing Seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious or selfish and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentiles. 
think God's pretty straightforward right there. You choose. You know, the Christian life is full of choices. This is a whosoever will faith for sure. By this we know that he laid down his life for us, and we are to lay down our lives for the brethren. These words, saints, are directed to us. We live in an age when Western European, North American, and many other nations realize that we are those who have the world's good. Yes, even in times of inflation. Still do, we're still a lot better off materially than some other people who have far less materially. But you know, I found out something about traveling around the world, that they have a better spirit than most of us. And they surely have better worship than us. (laughs) I'll let you figure that out. Amen. We have the world's goods even in times of inflation. Ever our brethren are, wherever they are in need, here or abroad, we should not close our hearts to them. Praise the Lord. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 31, Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered. And ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Highlight that scripture, saying, King shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. And then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, 
prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hungered and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and ye took me not in. Naked and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison and ye visited me not. And then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. The words of Jesus Christ, you can take them to bed with you. Jesus tells us that we are to care for the poor. We are to do this. And we're to do it from the heart. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17. Even so faith. If it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Okay? But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Faith is an action word. You got to do something with it. Amen? You got to do something with it. We are reminded of Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, a living sacrifice. It's going to cost you something. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's what you ought to do anyway. And be not conformed to this world. Don't act like the world. Don't be molded into their little way of thinking and their way of believing and how they act and respond and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But be ye transformed. How can this happen? By the renewing of your mind, changing those thought patterns, changing what you believe, changing what you think that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How can I tell you be living it out of your life? Amen. Praise the Lord forevermore. We are reminded in these scriptures that God's way of living is far removed from the world's normal practices. 
These verses explain that a serious change in thinking and believing must come before a change in behavior. Our behavior will be transformed only by a revolution in our thinking. Our giving will be changed only when we start to think like God about wealth and financial principles. If we only give because someone urges us, there hasn't been a change in our thinking. Our giving won't last. And if we give only to get something back for ourselves on this earth, we're still thinking in the world's way, not in God's way. But once we grasp the godly principles involved, we will then persist in giving generously for the right reasons and with pure motives. Remember, saints, the world's ideas about giving are the exact opposite of God's ideas. So we there must be a total, so therefore there must be a total transformation in our thinking and in our habits. A complete heart and mind revolution before we can start giving like God. You see, we're supposed to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it won't look exactly the same on every person. Why? Because God gives individual instruction. God's people must begin to start to think God's thoughts about giving. Amen? We need to think God's thought. We need to lay our financial and giving lives before the Lord. Place them on the altar and let God do what he wants to do. Let him alter us. We're supposed to be living sacrifices. Amen? Amen, church. I know you're going to recast this so God can talk to you some more because that's what ought to happen. Amen. Isn't that right, Brother Bill? It sure is, Pastor. Just amazing. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful message on time. We have a bunch of praise reports. Let's get to them. Let's start with Deborah L. There was a major roach issue on my new property. One of the new tenants said his aunt had some stuff that worked, so I bought some. It does work, but I've been praying for it to be revealed what was in it because I was buying it in sandwich baggies. Well, praise God, another tenant showed me a video of a guy who's using ortho fire ant killers, kills all bugs, roaches especially. I ordered some, and as soon as I opened the can, I knew it was the exact same smell and stuff for a fraction of the price of the secret stuff. Thank you, Lord, for revealing all secret things. I don't blame people for making some money off of their knowledge, but now I know every single tenant and person I meet with the bug problem will know the solution. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
Amy has a praise report. I went to the MIC chat this morning and was denied by GoDaddy saying that my IP address was on the blacklist of all my search engines, but yet I could go in to any other web page. I had access to the MIC web page, but my computer worked, my work computer this morning. I went into spiritual warfare. Thank you, saints, for those who read and prayed over my situation because our spiritual warfare has won the battle. Praise God and thank you, Lord, for hearing our petitions in spiritual warfare. I give you the glory and praise and honor. Thank you, Lord. Caroline has a praise report. During the fast, I re- the rebroadcast of sermons, I received more revelations, repentance, more healing and deliverance from the spider, the scorpion, the reptilian mermaid, leviathan spirit. Wow. Praise you, Lord, for that. SM has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the blessing of a new job last year. It's been a year so far, and thanks for your protection, guidance, and wisdom to handle all the challenges that came my way so far. My faith has increased. MM has a praise report. Not so long ago, I was informed that $150 was missing from my cash register. These registers are electronic. I don't know what went wrong. Having However, the accountants insisted that money was missing without performing a thorough assessment. My cash was still there and still. I was told it was missing. I gave a testimony of being Christian. I told my conscience, I told about my conscience being cleared, how my accountability is to the Lord and how I'm being watched by witnesses from heaven. I continually insisted that all my cash was there because I counted it correct. In the end, I told them I wanted to write the statement to proper management. Immediately, the Lord put the main accountant in my path. He apologized for an IT personnel met me at work and also apologized for how this situation was handled. All immediate supervisors and general managers told me they believed that I was innocent and asked me to forget about it and not to let this worry or bother me. However, it bothered me. I fasted and prayed and asked the Lord for deliverance from the hand of the enemy. Thank you, Father, thank you for Pastor Sabrina's agreement along with the MIC saints. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord, for that. You're teaching us how to fight. Daryl has a praise report. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for healing and delivering me. Thank you. The migraine, headache, nausea, and discomfort is gone. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the intercessors praying for me. All of his fullness I have received and grace for grace. Noel has a praise report. For seven months, I've asked God if he wants me to talk to the in-laws about the truth of vaccines and boosters they took. He opened the door for me to say that God did not cause the hurt and humiliation that you're going through. I shared about the turbo cancer and the ingredient in the shots that causes cancer, inhibits the body from fighting it. Kevin told his dad directly he believes that the Pfizer vaccine gave him the brain tumors. We have done what we can to reach them. We've told them about about salvation through Jesus repeatedly. We have been functioning as an 
unified team. God is God is training us to trust him and to walk in his timing together. Praise you, Lord Jesus. It's all on-the-job training, saints. Praise you, Lord, that you teach us. Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your provision to pay my tithes and bills. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. What a wonderful time for that praise report. Timothy has a praise report. My daughter, Chrissy, who graduated from high school, was in a very bad accident earlier in July. She was driving when the lights stopped functioning on a four-way road, which she had Take, which she had to take precaution, precaution as other drivers had to do as well to drive across. My daughter took her turn. She yielded for others to cross. She then perceived to drive across with cautiousness, and unexpectedly she was struck by an oncoming vehicle that was speeding and smashed the passenger side of her car and flipped it over three times. God protected my daughter during the turnover in the car, and she suffered no broken bones nor internal injuries, but had soreness from the impact of the accident. The person that hit my daughter survived and the other motorists as well. My insurance declared the car a total loss, but I thank God every day because this could have been a different story. The blood of Jesus spared my daughter's life, and I am forever grateful for that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you. Denise has a praise report. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for admonishing us to spread the gospel because the time is at hand. I did spiritual warfare before leaving the house and made sure to bind mine and others' demons. I also bound passivity. Pastor Sabrina was right about saying good morning goes a long way, especially if it comes from the heart. Lord, I haven't felt this free to talk to others in a long time, and it felt good. I repent of hesitating to do your work because of your agents that run everywhere I go. I always feel like I was in fight mode when I went out because of them. I saw a few of them, but it didn't faze me. Praise the Lord. I ask you to to bring or show to me who to talk to. One young man was learning to hear the scriptures. One young man was learning to hear the scriptures on the phone I had playing low. I told him I was playing Psalms 49. I left the store and felt compelled to give him one of the tracks I had in my purse, so I waited for him to come out the store. He said he appreciated somebody who listens to the Bible for themselves rather than taking somebody's word for it. So, Lord, keep Lonnie and his son safe as they travel the U.S., and more importantly, save their souls according to your will. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for sparing the life of my sister's son who witnessed a man murder a woman at the park. Some would say her son was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but the video evidence made that that man's guilt undeniable. The man saw him filming him, but didn't harm him. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Jesus never fails. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
MM has a praise report. The biopsy on my mom's chest came to naught Jesus, in Jesus' name. Oh, glory and honor go to you, Father. We praise you for that. And Ariana has a praise report. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for everything you've blessed me with so far this year. Father, I thank you for helping me through my last year of high school, helping me with my first job, and helping me to get my license. I just want to thank you, Father, for helping me and encouraging me to grow. I thank you for everyone that that have placed in my life to help me. I thank you for the wonderful church that I know cares for me. Father, I'm so grateful to you for everything that you do. Despite everything I do and don't do, I deserve all the praise and glory. You deserve all the praise and glory and honor, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name, we just praise you, Father. Now, Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your tender love and mercy. Our Heavenly, our Holy Father has been so gracious. I'm just thanking him for these blessings. Some of these may be repeats, okay? A gift card for groceries, a job to pay my bills, a home with a roof that doesn't leak, no storm damage to my properties, some job tasks are complete or in process, Healing uh, and healing and my fra- of my fragmented soul. Thank you, Jesus. I just bless your holy name. We praise you, Lord. Now, saints, we'll continue them on the next time. We have many more to go, and I just give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. We just praise you for these wonderful praise reports. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What do you think of those, Pastor? I think they're wonderful. I really do. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Now, you know, saints, after that event, early Sunday morning, I didn't tell Brother Bill that day. Okay, I I waited. (laughs) I waited and told him later. And he asked me if I had any property damage after all of that. Um, It was a continuous 30 minutes of um, ammunition being fired, continuous half hour, and maybe a little longer. Maybe I just started ignoring him at half an hour. Uh, I didn't see anything, but I didn't worry about it either. I know that the Lord protects me. I've been in many places that I needed protection. Um. Years ago, this was years ago, I worked at a maximum security prison. And I went out there where the prisoners were when they weren't, um, they didn't have uh, on handcuffs and they weren't in ball and chain. I went out there with rapists and with murderers and with all kinds of other prisoners that had done heinous crimes. And, you know, when you go to work in those places, they make you sign this statement saying that if you become a hostage, they will not negotiate for your life. So I have learned over the years that no matter what country I'm in, 
no matter what situation I am, no matter what place I'm in, no matter how much danger is there, God will protect me. But you see, in order to learn that, I had to be in some tight places. Now, I just told you about one of them, or maybe two. And some of you go, really? Yes, I've been in some places that you would consider to be very scary. But you got to understand something. God built toughness into me his way. I didn't ask him to do it that way. No, he decided to do it that way. Amen? Amen. God bless you. And thank you for your wonderful praise report. Amen? Okay, let's see where we are now. I think I'm ready to do. Yeah, that's what that is on the job. Brother Bill, you ready with the adjudications? Because I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Heavenly Father, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. I got one thing to pray for. Father, in the name of Jesus, Brother Dennis needs a better job. They're threatening to lay him off. So I say and declare from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus that his lot falls into pleasant places in Jesus' name. And I forbid the enemy from keeping him from getting the very best in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Saints, say amen. Amen. We are requesting, thank you, Father, adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Sometimes when I'm having a conversation, I'll get to a particular word that I just can't seem to remember. Maybe I'm telling someone about an incredible meal I had on a vacation and can't recall what a certain dish is called, or I'm trying to remember the name of a celebrity. I know the word, but it just won't come to mind. I might be able to think of the first letter or picture it in my head, but I'm still, but I'll still be wringing my hands in frustration. And the harder I push myself to remember, the more the word escapes me. Neuroscientists refer to this experience as the tip of the tongue phenomenon. It happens when you know you have a specific piece of information stored in your memory, but you can't quite recall it at the moment. Psychology professor and founder of the Academy of Cognitive and Behavioral Neuroscience has something to say about that. The word is just beyond reach. It's on the tip of your tongue, as the phrase goes. Some previous research suggests that this memory lapse occurs because of a disconnection between parts of the brain that are responsible for storing and retrieving memories, Dr. Nelson says. Deep inside the brain is a structure called the hippocampus, which sends messages to different regions that control everything from speech and movement to emotions and learning. The hippocampus plays a role in storing and retrieving memories along with the neocortex, which is the outer part of the brain that has those grooves and ridges. When you experience the tip of the tongue phenomena, it's usually because the retrieval process becomes momentarily blocked. 
possibly due to a weakened connection between these regions, which impedes the smooth flow of information, Dr. Nelson explained. Other studies suggest that the tip of the tongue phenomena simply has to do with the way our brains are wired. We store in our brain our knowledge of words and phonological information, how to pronounce a word, separately from our understanding about what something means, somatic information, says Todd Handy, Ph.D., a cognitive neuroscientist and professor of psychology at the University of British Columbia. Because words and their meaning are stored in different areas, you might forget a word but recall its definition. For example, you might be talking about how people have a fear of spiders but temporarily forget the name of this phobia. Likewise, you might be able to picture someone and remember details of how you first met without remembering their name. It can be frustrating when you can't think of a word, but the tip of the tongue actually is a very normal human phenomenon, Dr. Handy says. Dr. Nelson adds that for most people in their 20s and 30s, occasional tip-of-the-tongue moments are completely normal and not something to worry about. Although these episodes are more common in older adults, they don't necessarily mean that someone is experiencing cognitive decline. However, in a 2020 study on the phenomena among older adults, found those with memory complaints showed normal results on an objective memory test but experienced more frequent tip-of-the-tongue episodes during a celebrity name task compared to adults without memory issues. It's possible, though by no means a sure thing, that having these episodes could often be an early sign of cognitive impairment. If you notice a significant increase in memory lapses or other cognitive difficulties, it's advisable to consult with Jesus Christ. I hope you're reading along with me. Amen. Dr. Handy adds that these episodes would only be a red flag if they were part of a broader pattern of things that don't feel right. If you're worried about memory loss, it's a good idea to speak with your primary care physician seated on the right hand of the father. Some weeks it might feel like you're constantly pausing while talking, trying to recall a word. Factors like fatigue, stress, and not getting enough sleep can contribute to the occurrence of this phenomenon, Dr. Nelson says. And when you don't eat enough, Protein. Uh-huh. Well, I take the protein powder, Pastor. Well, my dear, protein powder is a supplement. It is not a substitute for real protein. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mr. Nelson says when people are sleep-deprived, for example, they're more likely to experience memory difficulties, leading to more tip-of-the-tongue moments, she adds. Another situation where memory issues tend to manifest themselves is when you're put on the spot to remember something, Dr. Handy explains. If you're trying to impress people or you're nervous because you're at a job interview 
or you're chatting with someone whose opinion really matters to you personally or professionally, you might be more inclined to have those challenges, he says. Maybe you forgot your partner's hometown while meeting their family or can't remember your company's insurance provider while talking to your boss. This is because stress and anxiety tend to interfere with thinking and reasoning. This is because stress and anxiety tend to interfere with thinking and reasoning. This is because stress and anxiety tend to interfere with thinking and reasoning. You're more likely to stumble on a word or forget something if you feel like someone is judging or evaluating you because the tip of the tongue phenomena is usually temporary. There can be a cognitive gain to try to push yourself to remember a word instead of giving up on it, Dr. Handy says. It's sort of like pushing through a hard workout. The more you use your brain, the better off it's going to be, he says. If you're desperate for a hint, asking a friend or looking up related information online might help you recall the word. By searching for related cues, you can activate the neural pathways associated with that particular memory, making it more likely to come to mind later, Dr. Nelson says. Even so, she says it's worth trying to remember things on your own rather than relying too much on Google. Both experts agree that the best way to boost your memory is by getting enough sleep, engaging in regular physical activity, and eating a nutritious diet. A 2022 review in communications medicine found that regular aerobic exercise improves memory and cognitive function in older adults with memory issues. The more you work out, the more you might be incentivized to eat well, and the more it will help you sleep. So they're all interrelated, Dr. Handy explains, also related and crucial to having good memory, reducing stress. Really, Pastor? Mm-hmm. That's why God gave us First Peter 5, 7. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications and such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. I stay within the calmness of my being, and I trust in the Lord to keep me going. And my faith has kept me going, Josephine Wright tells. Josephine Wright refuses to let her situation get her down. Amen? The 93-year-old is in a heated battle with real estate developers who say the placement of her Hilton Head Island property, land that has been in her family since the Civil War, significantly delayed and hindered the progress of their 147-unit residential development. Since Wright's granddaughter, Sharice Graves, started a GoFundMe page for her grandmother's legal fees, and Wright's story has gone public with several news outlets, her dilemma has garnered attention and thousands of dollars of donations from celebrities like Tyler Perry, Snoop Dogg, and Kyrie Irving. That celebrity support may very well go beyond only money, as celebrities have 
also called Wright and her family to offer their help. It was previously reported that Wright isn't exactly sure what Perry can do besides donating just yet, but she's very sure there is a possibility that Perry will be helpful in some form. In a new exclusive conversation, Wright said that Snoop has also put in a call to the family. And though Wright wasn't privy to the conversation because she said he spoke with my granddaughter because she usually takes the call, the support certainly looks promising. The real real estate developer, Bailey Point, sued Wright in February after Wright said she turned down their offers to buy her out of her property. As of now, Wright hasn't said if there is any amount of money that would make her give up her fight to keep her family's home. My attorney will be able to handle that situation if they do offer anything, she said. Wright has also alleged harassment from the company to the suit, which she said has halted since her case attracted media attention. I have not been intimidated since the past, but the situation still stands, she shared. Other families living on Hilton Head Island have also faced intimidation to sell their homes right at it. Gullah Geechee people, an African-American ethnic group made up of the descendants of West and Central Africans, once made up 40,000 persons of the Hilton Head Island population. However, due to new developments like the one around Wright's home, they only amount to 1,500, according to Southern Newspaper. The Post and Courier, Wright's late husband was Gullah Geechee. Many of the Wright's neighboring families have reached out to encourage her. A lot of people have called me from Hilton Head that have been in the same situation, she said, one down the road from me slightly, not as much as I have been. They were intimidated as they said, and they gave in. But Wright has said many times that she has no intention of giving up. She just wants to live in peace. Let me alone and let me live peaceably on my property, she shared. Wright also said that she's nabbed a win in the battle, a temporary hold on further Bailey Point development in the area surrounding her home. Bailey has been stopped by the town of Hilton Head, until they can come in with some settlement with my situation, she explained. For now, Wright is prepared for the legal battle with 312,128 of a 350,000 GoFundMe goal to cover her legal fees, but also practicing what younger generations would call self-care by not letting the situation cause her undue stress. I don't let it get me to the point where I'm going to pull my hair out, Wright said. I stay within the calmness of my being, and I trust in the Lord to keep me going, and my faith has kept me going. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for what you and the Holy Spirit wrote and I think that was, well, let's break that down, Lord, that scripture. Hold on. I got it because I wrote it down for a change. Thank you, Jesus. 
I think hold on. I was on a different page. Let me turn back. Amen. I think it was Isaiah twenty five that I was listening to this morning. Let me look right quick. Amen. Amen. You know, Lord, they're always trying to steal. The thief never finishes trying to steal. Amen. He never threw. He's got a plan. Amen. That's not the one, but I'll find it after a while. That's another one. Mm. Let's look at this one. Amen. I think that's hideous for them to harass people about property that's rightfully theirs, that God gave them, however he gave it to them, and because they want to make a ton of money, they'll run over folks. (laughs) All righty. This wasn't the one either, but I'm going to read it to you. It's Psalm 110, verse 6. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. That's an interesting scripture, Lord. I'll figure out where the other one is a little later. But I think it was in Isaiah, Lord, sure I'm thinking about. That talks about how they steal from people. And how they treat widows and, and how they treat orphans, Lord. That's not right. And I thank you for your adjudications in that matter in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord, they ought to pay that, that, that lady. She's a saint of God. They ought to pay her for the suffering and uh, the torment that they are putting a 93-year-old Christian through because of their greed and avarice. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Large money center banks appear to be in the vanguard of a movement to build a system of personal social credit scores. This week, British bank Barclays became the latest to be accused of shutting the accounts of its customers for political or religious reasons. That followed revelations, excuse me, in April that counts a private bank owned by UK Bank NatWest was alleged to have closed the accounts and publicized personal information of conservative political Nigel Farage. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. One of the foremost Brexit advocates and a supporter of the policies of former U.S. President Donald Trump. Ah, Meanwhile, British banks aren't alone. Many say that the largest U.S. financial institutions are in lockstep with U.K. banks in establishing political and social criteria for their customers and punishing those who don't comply. Sadly, what we're seeing now with NatWest and Barclays isn't surprising. Justin Haskins, director at the Heartland Institute, said, There is a mountain of evidence that shows many of America's largest and most powerful banks are discriminating against customers because of their ideological, social, cultural, religious, or political views. 
through various inter, inter, environmental, social, and governance policies and frameworks, banks regularly choose to screen out customers who are deemed reputational risk or considered part of industries disfavored by elites and their powerful institutions. In contrast to the United States, where regulators have taken no action, UK ministers have stepped in to defend their constituents against political discrimination. Andrew Griffith, the economic secretary of the UK, met with some of the major banks recently and got them all to commit to a principle of non-discrimination based on lawful expression. Michael Ross, counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom, said, in addition, legislation is currently in the works to ban UK banks from discriminating against customers on a political or religious basis. I think the point that we can all agree on is that the right to a lawful freedom of speech is fundamental. UK Treasury Minister Baroness Penn stated last week, and where that has seemed to be brought into question through the provision of services, we have cause to worry. UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly stated that the closure of Mr. Farage's account was wrong on so many levels. This completely undermines the trust we have in our banking and financial system, Cleverly said. We are better than this, UK Home Secretary Suella Braverman posted to X. I think that's Twitter or one of those things. I can't keep up with all that. There it is, the social media platform formerly called Twitter on July 19th. Count scandal exposes the sinister nature of much of the diversity, equity, and inclusion industry, which means to exclude us. Apparently, anyone who wants to control our borders and stop the boats can be branded xenophobic and have their bank account closed in the name of inclusivity. There it is. Now, there's we have persons in our ministry who work in the banking industry, so I'm expecting emails from them soon in Jesus' name. As part of new U.K. regulations, Banks that close customer accounts will be required to give a reason, and customers will have the right to appeals of the bank's decision. Banks that continue to discriminate may lose their licenses. Meanwhile, British banks themselves appear to be turning against these policies, or at least of the unfavorable publicity they are facing as a result. On July 26, Nat West CEO Allison Rose resigned after Mr. Farage's allegations were substantiated, and it was revealed that she had discussed Mr. Farage's details with BBC News. Ms. Rose stated that she was guilty of a serious error in judgment, and that ain't all. Peter Flavel, CEO of Couch, resigned on July 27, saying he took ultimate responsibility for the closure of Mr. Farage's bank accounts. The U.K. government data watchdog has promised an investigation, sending a letter to banks to remind them that customers' personal information should be kept private. <laughs> the banking duty of confidentiality is over 100 years old, said John Edwards, the U.K.'s information commissioner. It is clear that it would not permit 
the discussion of a customer's personal information with the media. We trust banks with our money and with our personal information, he added. Any suggestion that this trust has been betrayed will be concerning for a bank's customers and for regulators like myself. Well, you can tell these people don't live in Canada because those folks outright tried to keep people from getting their money when they when they decided to freeze those people's account. Remember when the truckers had that, that issue going on? They froze people's accounts. And Toronto Dominion Bank was one of the main ones. And to, to this day, TD Bank, has banks all over Jackson, and I'm not favoring them one iota. Amen? They're all up and down the East Coast, and there are too many branches in Jacksonville. Yes, I said it, and I'll say more before it's all over with. Amen. Praise the Lord. J.P. Morgan Chase, here we go again, the largest U.S. bank, has also faced allegations of political and religious discrimination. We're already seeing this happening in the U.S. ADF's Mr. Ross said before this, there were obviously Sam Brownback and the National Committee for Religious Freedom, he said, referring to accounts allegedly closed by J.P. Morgan Chase. Chase also canceled Defense of Liberty a couple of years ago retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, the family counsel. All of them are designated either high risk or reputational risk. In May, longtime J.P. Morgan Chase shareholder David, David Banson brought a shareholder action against the bank, claiming that it had closed the accounts of a religious organization established by a former senator and U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom, Sam Brownback, for political reasons. While the action ultimately failed to gain majority support from shareholders, Mr. Branson said, one thing I am certain of is that the next time a bank manager decides to close an account for somebody like Ambassador Brownback, they're going to think twice about doing it. This was covered far and wide by the left-wing press and the right-wing press, and I do not believe it looked good upon J.P. Morgan. Well, that's not all they do. J.P. Morgan um, uh, discriminates by race, and it doesn't just mean if you're black. It also means if you're a mulatto. They do terrible things, as a matter of fact. In November 2021, WePay, a payment services company owned by J.P. Morgan Chase, abruptly canceled services they were providing for Defense of Liberty, a conservative organization, for an event featuring Donald Trump, Jr. WePay said at the time that it wouldn't serve anyone who promotes hate, violence, racial intolerance, terrorism, and financial exploitation of a crime. That prompted Missouri State Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick to threaten to halt state business with the bank. In July 2021, Family Council faced a similar denial of service. Although Family Council generally tries to avoid doing business with companies like Chase, at 10.29 a.m. on July 7, 2021, 
our office received a terse email from our credit card processor, a company owned by J.P. Morgan Chase, saying, unfortunately, we can no longer support your business. At 10.30 a.m., they terminated our account, and we can no longer accept donations, family counsel stated. For nearly two years, we had used this company to process donations that our supporters made to Family Council and the Education Alliance via our website. If you gave by credit or debit card, this company handled the transaction. Without a processor, it's impossible for a nonprofit to accept donations online. On March 23rd, financial officers from 14 states wrote a letter to J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon expressing concern that the bank is engaged in what appears to be politically motivated debanking of certain industries, individuals, and groups. A large number of our pension funds are direct shareholders of Chase, and as stewards of our state's investment dollars, we are concerned that the company's recent pattern of apparent political motivated debanking constitutes a breach of its fiduciary duty, they stated. Under the law, you and the other officers of the company must act to maximize profit and must not subordinate the company's long-term financial well-being to extraneous personal or political ends. Meanwhile, 19 state attorney generals wrote a letter to Mr. Diamond. It is clear that J.P. Morgan Chase & Company has persistently discriminated against certain customers due to their religious or political affiliation. This discrimination is unacceptable, the AGs wrote. Chase must stop such behavior and align its business practices with the anti-discrimination policies that Chase claims. Some said they are concerned that bank discrimination could spread beyond political and religious views to a broader social credit system that might also include things such as environmental behavior and gun control. There is every reason to believe that current discriminatory practices in banking could soon expand to personal CO2 emissions or gun purchases, Mr. Haskins said. Banks and other financial institutions have already started to discriminate with gun companies either through higher fees or rates or by refusing to do business entirely. And every large bank in the United States, from Bank of America to Citi and Wells Fargo, have said that they have started to process the process of phasing out CO2 emissions from their entire business model, including lending and banking services, he said. This will take a few decades to complete, but if these banks go through with their plans, individual and companies that rely on fossil fuels, almost everyone today, will be greatly affected. The policies they use to do this are very expansive policies, like reputational risk or politically exposed persons, the ADF, Mr. Ross said. There's not really a limiting principle there, and so we can certainly see it is aimed at any sort of political opponent or anyone who has views that activists or even government actors think are unpopular. We've been carefully monitoring Chase, which debanked General Flynn, and debanked other conservatives. Then last fall, debanked Ambassador Brown Beck's organization. Scott Shepard, a director of the National Center for Public Policy Research, said at the congressional hearing on 
July 12th, Representative Thomas Massey asked Mr. Ray, George Hill, former FBI supervisory intelligence analyst in the Boston field office, told us that Bank of America, with no legal process, gave to the FBI gun purchase records with no geographical boundaries for anybody that was a Bank of America customer. Is that true? Mr. Ray applied, replied, a number of business community partners all the time, including financial institutions, share information with us about possible criminal activity, and my understanding is that that's fully lawful. Some have argued that as private companies, banks are free to do business with whichever customers they choose. However, that position has been challenged on the grounds that financial services are critical to the ability of people and organizations to to be able to function in modern society. Banks in particular receive a ton of bailouts and public benefits from the government and from taxpayers here, Mr. Ross said. They do this so that they can serve the public. So when they turn around and start weaponizing these financial services to cut off people with views they don't like, they're breaking the public trust, he noted. The American banks that seem to be leading these debanking and discrimination policies are the too big to fail banks, Mr. Shepard said. If your bank stopped, if your back stopped by American taxpayers, you get to keep your profits, but we cover your losses. You may not discriminate against the viewpoint of any American. And just this last week, they debanked a couple of doctors who were out talking about the inefficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, that they won't stop transmission, that they won't make takers immune. Etc. And the bank still hasn't explained why, Mr. Shepard said. We've seen similar behavior at Bank of America, along with Bank of America sharing private information about the transactions of customers without warrants. Last week, we found out that that happens all the time. FBI Director Chris Ray says so. So, Father, we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning extreme, hellish, brawling, and deadly. These words and some are being used by politicians and the media to describe the summer temperatures sweeping the nation. The hottest month just ended. We witnessed scorching heat, extreme weather events, wildfires, and severe health consequences. I can't pronounce his name the Director General of the World Health Organization, who wrote X, formerly known as Twitter, it's a stark reminder of the urgent need for collective action to address climate change. Let's use this alarming milestone to fuel a, excuse me, determination for bold climate action. Together we can turn up the heat on sustainable solutions and create a cooler, more resilient world for generations to come. Myron Abel, director and senior fellow at the Center for Energy and Environment, said that while June and July were hot in many locations, other places experienced below-average temperatures. Los Angeles, for example, experienced its 10th coolest June on record, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yes, June was hot, July was hot, Globally, but not through the roof, Mr. Ebel said. The planet is not boiling. Southern Europe has been very hot, but not everywhere is having record high temperatures. Phoenix did have a particularly hot July, 
with preliminary data showing an average high temperature of 114.7 degrees. The average high temperature from 1991 to 2020 was 106.5 degrees. The temperature readings are recorded at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, according to NOAA and the National Weather Service. The Hugh and Houston experienced a 10 degree higher than average temperature in July, according to the national weather data. The station located at the city's George Bush Interna Intercontinental Airport recorded an average daily temperature of 97.7 degrees for July. Still in rural Texas towns such as Water Valley, the temperature swings are nowhere near extreme. The average July temperature there was 99.8 degrees compared to its prior average of 97 degrees. John Christie, a climatologist and professor of atmospheric science at the University of Alabama in Huntsville and the director of the Earth System Science Center, said that for long-term temperature accuracy, rural stations with at least 100 years of records are best to follow. Regionally, the West has seen its larger, largest number of hot summer records in the past 100 years, but the Ohio Valley and Upper Midwest are experiencing their, Mr. Christie said. For the conterminous U.S. as a whole, the last 10 years have produced only average number records. The 1930s are still champs for producing the most 100-plus temperature days in a year. NOAA's primary method for collecting data on minimum and maximum temperatures is the Global Historical Climatology Network Station. These are land and surface stations across the globe that measure climate data, and they're often located in areas of high population and infrastructure. So I'm going to let you keep reading this one. Why? Because it's good and long. And the bottom line is we're not having this, uh, you know, you turn on the news to get the weather. And they're telling you this is the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. It's called propaganda, church. The idea is to get you so convinced that the weather is, oh, we're having climate this, climate that, climate the other, so you can go buy an electric car and all this other foolishness and allow them to do things that they have no business doing. It's a lie. You know, when you were little, you learned to discern a lie when you heard it. Well, keep doing it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Keep doing it. Keep discerning. That's what you need to do. Praise God. I'm going to let you finish reading all that information because that's enough reading for me for one night. Praise the Lord. Amen. The bottom line is they're lying, just like they always do. And, well, you know how that is. Liars lie. Isn't that right, Brother Marshall? Time coming. And some of them don't really realize it because they've been blinded by their whatever little demons that are in them and they picked up maybe at their Ivy League universities or wherever they went to, to believe what they believe. So, Father, we do pray for those that can repent, Father, that you grant them the gifts of repentance, the knowledge of the truth, that recover themselves from the snare of the devil, all those people that are trying to control other people for their financial gain. Even 
people that are supposed to look like people, but they seem so hard-hearted. Sort of reminds me of Nebuchadnezzar, that he was like a beast. He went out and ate grass for a long time. Was it seven years? And he was out there grazing like the ox. And his nails grew long, and his hair grew really long like feathers. I, I remember a friend who used to be in church. Yes, he was diagnosed as a schizophrenic. He was in a mental hospital. I went to visit him some years ago. And he reminded me of Nebuchadnezzar. He had long fingernails. His hair grew long like the bird's feathers. And, but you know what? <clears throat> Maybe we all need to eat a little bit of grass, but not exclusively. Some protein is really helpful for thinking clearly. <laughs> Don't get a whole lot of protein from just general grass, Father God. So, Father, we just thank you for all your creation and grass and the cattle and all of that. But you want to bring us to a land of milk and honey. Out of the eater came forth meat, out of the strong came forth sweetness. That little scripture, what's that, Judges 14, 14, is like the whole Bible summed up in one verse. Who is the eater? God is a consuming fire. He hates sin, absolutely hates and detests sin. But he loves people. He created them. So what do we do? We have an option. Jesus' words are so sweet. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Because he knows us perfectly. Father, so that those people trying to kick this woman out so they can build their place, Father God, with a 93-year-old lady, we ask for adjudication for all these things, Father God. And all these people are going to get their PhDs, psychology professors. Now, what is psychology? That, that reminds me of what Pat Holiday talked about and other uh, Christians who had some discernment that uh, these people that go to get these higher degrees that's based on man's thinking, where do they get that from? It may not be just what man was thinking, what was the spirits that were in them were thinking. So, Father God, yes, the tip of the tongue thing, it happens to lots of people, and it's interesting. Some of this stuff is just practical common sense. I found that out when I was in high school. <clears throat> if I would get all uptight about a test, <clears throat> I remember I had to take the SATs. So we're talking about people going back to school. <clears throat> and I've even before I was a Christian, I figured out, well, if I got really stressed, I have a really hard time functioning doing these tests. Well, it's just common sense. But if you've got to get a PhD to prove that you can look at it different ways, that's wonderful. Father, we ask for your help. Help your people and help me too. And Sabrina and Bill and all of us to get the rest we need. Sometimes you're busy helping other people. You sort of forget to take care of yourself. But Lord, help us to take care of ourselves. Like they told the people in the airplane, hey, if you lose the, the air or whatever it is, you know, the, the, uh, the pressure in the cabin, don't forget to put the mask on yourself before you take care of your little children or whoever, the ones you're responsible for. So Lord, help us to take care of ourselves in the way you want. <clears throat> Not greedy or selfish, just common sense. Help us to do what you tell us to fix our eyes on Jesus, because that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. So we ask you to help people, Father God, that are struggling. We're trying to think clearly, and I can relate. But, Father God, we ask you to help this lady who seems to be thinking very clearly at 93. She just wants to live in peace, and we ask you to help her to do so. And at least they're trying to just do it with cajoling and legal and stuff, but some of the people wanted some property in Hawaii, I understand, recently, <clears throat> and they didn't do it very nicely. Of course, maybe that's all just tin, tinfoil hat conspiracy therapy. I don't know. But, Father God, we thank you for even some of these celebrities helping this 93-year-old. We ask you to help all the widows and the orphans, Father God. 
because you care for each one, Father. And she's given her heart to you, Lord, this lady. I forget what her name was. Mm. All these different things that Sabrina just read through. We ask you, oh, Josephine Wright. <clears throat> she wants to do things the right way. <laughs> Reminds me of Henry Wright. He wanted to come out with the right version <clears throat> as opposed to the wrong version. No, anyway. So, Father, we ask you to help this lady get the right decision from on high because we're all going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. What? No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, including these people trying to take her property away from her so they can get lots of money and have their stuff on, on this uh, island, wherever it is. Um, I should know where it is. Maybe that's one of those tip-of-the-tongue things. Anyway, Father, we ask you to help this lady <clears throat> and all the other people that are standing with the truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. I think of the people that help give her funds through GoFundMe. We thank you for people like that, the GoFundMe offering things to help people. They actually give people what they say they're going to do. They do that a little bit, and that's fine. We ask for adjudication for every one of these things, Father God, and also all those involved, Father God, with the, the banking business. We think of the people in, in the United Kingdom that seem to actually care about not uh, kicking their their customers, uh, in, as opposed to the United States, so they just want to run roughshod over the people, trying to bring in what could quickly lead to what the Chinese Communist Party does, to control everybody, to line up with the way they want things done. But we thank you for exposing what's going on, Father God. Not just the United Kingdom, but what's going on with J.P. Morgan Chase and uh, some of these other banks that defunded people uh, like um, General Flynn, and the Family Council. We ask for divine help and intervention, Father God, because Jesus says, if two of you on earth agree touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And we know, Father God, that you've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth, what it says in Matthew 28, 18, and his adjudications are going to is are going to be the final determining factor, Father God. There's some people that think, well, you know, like Fauci thinks, well, I'm science. Well, was he science? Does he only speak the truth? Or was he just lying with a fancy label on it? Like those those doctors that were trying to get the truth out about the COVID business, Father God. They were also being being deplatformed, debanked, or whatever. We ask you to help all those people that have been uh, put in the um, crosshairs of those people that think they are um, oh. so big <clears throat> and so financially strong, they can do whatever they want. To all the little peons, regardless of the social, religious, and, and all the rest of it. And we ask you, Father God, to help the, the children of the Most High God to be able to know how to pray. Inspire us under the, with the power of your Spirit to pray the way you want and not yield to all the um, hype about global warming. They couldn't even call it global warming because it didn't continually keep warming. And there are some people that some people actually do tell the truth in some of these alternative media platforms. And, um, of course, they've been uh, deplatformed because, oh, no, they, you can't give the astral statistics, the scientific statistics about that weather thing. And all these weather stations, isn't that interesting? So many of them see, seem to have a lot of infrastructure built up around them, you know, like parking lots and things that attract heat in the summertime. You drive in the city, it is a little bit warmer than it is way out in the, in the country. <clears throat> Why is that? Because well, not not just in the wintertime when there's businesses all close together and they're uh, pumping out a lot of heat, 
when they're allowed to, when they're given energy to produce heat, when they're allowed to have gas stoves or cook their, their, uh, their pizzas in, uh, in, in, in coal-fired ovens, which, of course, now they're picking on those people in New York City. But, Father God, when the people were allowed to do, have produce heat in the cities, even without that, the sun tends to bake down on those buildings and cause it to radiate the heat back and forth. And some of the buildings have steel beams in them, Father God, and that thing causes the heat to build up. And even some places, Father God, <clears throat> out in the country would actually have a chance for a breeze to get through. Those, those, those stations have not shown the wild extremes that they like to focus on when they focus on the ones that are in the center cities and all those build-up areas where they've had things that maybe, well, we've had this here for a long time. Well, what's built up around it since then? So we thank you, Father God, that some of the people do get the truth out little by little. <clears throat> and we thank you for the person that was willing to stand up and speak the truth. What was that person's name? Actually spoke a little bit of the truth about it. In Jesus' name. That patch is being read through. Kind of a sad about a quick anyway. Oh, we have more to read, but you didn't go through all of it. Oh, Father God, we thank you that Pastor Zarina has been so um, studious <clears throat> to allow the Holy Ghost to lead her to uncover a lot of this stuff. And, and there's a lot more going on around the world, Father God, because you know what? The devil's really busy. He knows his time is short. So those people that are controlled by, some of them just bribes, some of them are controlled by greed, mammon, some of them are controlled by, well, I don't know, well, they did find cocaine in the White House, by drugs, maybe just dropped in by a little canary or dropped it in or something. But Father God, those people that are controlled by maybe different countries, and they have different things. They want to come. They, they, they say, well, they, they need the United States um, uh, farm land because they, they have too, such a large population, and they, they, they appreciate the fact that we, we can produce a lot of food. Of course, now they're trying to limit the amount of food we can produce and why would that be, Father God? Because they don't like human beings, Father. Because they're serving a different God. They're different gods, Father God. So, Father, those people that have been had their minds blinded by the God of this world, the word God does not mean the creator. The word God means ruling magistrate. And, of course, some people have made the devil their ruling magistrate because whoever, whoever you believe, whoever you obey, he's your Lord. And some people obeyed mammon. Some people have obeyed corruption. Some people have obeyed about that, ungodly fear. And we ask for your divine help and intervention. So Satan, you're bound from our position. See, didn't have any places in Christ Jesus. As it's written in Ephesians, as Pastor is being read through today, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, and according to Proverbs 18.10, for the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run into it and they're safe. That's the name above all names, at whose name every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, because Father God gave Jesus all power in heaven and earth. And what about that? So Satan, you're bound. Every one of your unleashed are bound. Trying to control all these different people. All the witchcraft spirits. Now, what is witchcraft? Just controlling people against their will. Oh, we're going to force everybody to get a, an electric vehicle. Why? Because, oh, it's going to help the economy. Or it's going to help the, 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 uh, the, the Green New Deal to be jammed through, down people's throats. I mean... <clears throat> Help, <clears throat> help people. Well, how are they going to charge them? Oh, from the electric grid. Well, where are they going to get the electricity for it? Oh, the windmills and and and, and uh, the uh, the solar power. 
Well, how are they going to get the solar power if they keep wanting to dim the sun? And how do the windmills work when there's not enough breeze because they're controlling the weather? <clears throat> or they're freezing the windmills or locking them down like they did in Texas <clears throat> during that winter. Father God, when they actually windmills wouldn't turn. And some of them found out it wasn't just the ice that came after they were shut down. So, Father God, we ask of your divine help and intervention because there's an agenda. It's an agenda that does not seem to like human beings created in your image. You told us to be fruitful and multiply. And these people want us to be controlled by fear and not be fruitful, not multiply, not get enough rest. So we bind that spirit of ungodly fear and ungodly manipulation, ungodly control. All the witchcraft curses are eternally sinful in the head spirits of sin. Do those spirits that tend to do us in Jesus' name. Render unto our neighbors. Sevenfold into their bosom, their reproach, wherever they reproach thee, O Lord, as written in Psalm 79, 12, in Jesus' name. We thank you for exposing what the enemy is doing, Father God, and bringing it to light, Father God, even according to uh, the scripture that has um, been posted in the chat room recently, in, in uh, who was it, Noel posted it in, in Mark 4:22. It's on many other places, Father God, including in Matthew 10, 26, kind of a, and, uh, Totally got that. In Luke 12, 2, as well as Luke 8, 17. And so, Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention for all these situations, Father God. And those people who are trying to steal, kill, and destroy, some of them in the religious groups, Father God, they, they, they were trying to ram through their particular point of view. Men do not despise a thief, it says in Proverbs 6, verse 30. If he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry, I don't think Joe Biden is hungry. He's had a lot of nice little contributions to his financial assets by foreign countries. But if he be found, he shall be
Some have 